Hi, uh, it's time for Bangalore Bits again. This is our third episode and we are excited to do uh, today's episode because we also have along with us a guest. Uh, his name is Santosh. Uh, he is a full stack developer. Hey Santosh. Hey Sabu. Uh, welcome to Bangalore Bits. And of course my uh, partner uh, Sabu Jayashankar here. Hey. So in today's episode we are going to talk about um, uh, healthcare. Um, what Apple has released and essentially talk about uh, what's the ecosystem which is kind of I mean building towards that and also what other features and SDKs this whole health kit uh, offering from Apple provides so with that intro uh, so, so Subo we want to talk about at a high level what health kit is actually and why Apple is trying to do this Okay, so hey Subhu and Santosh, good to have you as a guest actually. Yeah Subhu, even I'm very excited with what you guys are doing. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was saying like before we go into the health kit, we just thought a little bit of context in terms of where various EHR systems are there in India and US as well, what features they lack as well as a consumer, what you expect in the ecosystem and what is not there. And then as well later on see a little bit in terms of where Apple is trying to address and then what various uh, ecosystem Apple is trying to develop to fix this problem. And also we can also look at whether really they are going to fix it or not also. So to just give you a context in terms of where right now we are is like uh, there is not much difference between whether you are in you are live in India or US. Uh, the EHR systems are like pretty much same in terms of the health records which are sitting as a silos in the hospitals uh, or in independent uh, systems which are like managed by the laboratories or insurance and stuff like that so the biggest problem with EHRs is the, all these are silos there is no way where you two systems or two hospitals or two independent vendors can talk to each other there is absolutely no standard where they can they can exchange data between these vendors uh, there are some standards that are evolving. Uh, one of them is that uh, HL7 or something like that. But wherein this HL7 is also a standard which has a lot of proprietary customization around, done around that standard. So each vendor is implementing their own version of H, uh, their own version of customized version of HL7 to interface data between both these systems. So, and but uh, if you look at uh I mean, Microsoft, Google, they all tried this and kind of they were not that successful. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, so why is now Apple trying to get into this? Right. So before going in there, I thought we'll just address a small thing. So in real life, what happens right now is whether you live any part of the world, uh, when you enter into a healthcare provider, you walk out with a printed out reports basically. And if you especially right. uh, if especially if you're going through something like in a surgery or something, you will be walking out with bulk of papers. And so you go to a new place or a new hospital and then there quite a bit of amount of time for the new provider to pass all this information and then take you to come, come to any other more conclusive decisions in terms of where you stand and stuff like that. So given that scenario, it is very easy to for us to ask like, okay, now there are providers like there are the big, uh, big industry players like Microsoft and Google are sitting and then why these hospitals are not included to just to, uh, to get into an answer for that, I think we have to look at something like uh, very interesting very interesting answers we will find if we start exploring that. So, so the, the interesting thing there is that there is no legal commitment from any healthcare providers for you to give that kind of data. As well, they have absolutely no interest to make the data portable and then you leave their, their healthcare system to something else. Right. So there is no incentive for hospital or healthcare provider to prioritize this and then give a better service to you. You are uh, talking about Indian. No, no, it is the same okay. both in US and India. Uh, I thought at least in US uh, they were trying to establish some sort of standards and uh, and uh, health record management was one big initiative. What even the current president's government was trying to do, right? So. Yeah, so the, the problem is like there are health provi healthcare providers have their own homegrown proprietary systems. Some of them adopt the something like an, uh, 
something like you know third party products which are like your epic or uh, the all scripts or other vendor who are big in this okay. this industry the problem there is also some of those systems which are proprietary sitting in the healthcare provider premises the data is sitting there as a silo there is no way where from, you can extract any data from that provider to an pro, that provider to an a common vendor something like right. an epic does or something like that so the reason for that is uh, for a vendor like epic there is absolutely no interest to do make this data becoming a pipe and then where they become meaningless so where they just basically give that data to all their service enabled structures outside the system and then they they become meaningless so the more and more they give out the data they just going to lose the market share of hospitals they support so as a vendor they have absolutely no interest as a healthcare provider absolutely there is no legal obligation as well they are not interested to re- really give you and provide you the data where it makes easier for you to move and it is a loss of business for them so there is absolutely no common interest in terms of even though the consumer going back and continuously saying that we need that we need that portability on the other side and the doctors say that they need that data to be available when you move between hospitals and stuff like that but there is absolutely no commitment for any of those side that either be it in a healthcare vendor or a provider there is absolutely no incentive to do that so the question you asked is and also i think uh, if you look at large hospital chains so right? the, the the before we go into that the okay. the question you actually asked is are there any standards so hl7 is the standard which mm-hmm. they have but this hl7 is like highly customized proprietary standard built around the common protocol but is that a standard what india will also follow or is it more of a US we never system? know it could be we could probably take that as in a base standard and then probably the healthcare vendors could probably take that and to do it but the whole thing is that itself is not mature enough to do it the the, the parameters they use is like piping and stuff like that which is not very standard way to interface data between two systems and secondary there is another interesting thing is even when there are some hospitals who exchange data between these two uh, when the hospitals exchange data about patients they there are quite a bit of differences in terms of how the data is interpreted in the from system a to b and there is a separate set of industry who was there ready to look at this record and then correct that so there is a set of companies who sitting on this kind of correction data and then right working on so the reason why google and microsoft is failing in this area is primarily because of that one there is no interest in either from the provider side or from the from the, the vendors who are implementing these systems and there is no standards which will basically because used will be used by these two providers mm-hmm. will be able to choose so it is ex- it will going to be take it's going to take generation of iterations where you will build that protocol uh, next version next version where the standards completely evolve as well there could be some obligation coming in from the government or yeah so i i see that as a very <coughs> important need because uh, what i was about to say before was if there is no real regulation in place right uh-huh. take a big hospital chain i mean there are so many of them in india uh-huh. what is their interest to share this data onto a common platform because ideally they are now today actually want to hold the data within themselves Absolutely. so their patients keep coming back to them yeah. and not really lose them to let's say their competitor hospital chain right correct so i i feel this whole government regulation part is very crucial to this whole adoption of health health kit or health related aggregation services not just in india but also in across the world right so correct so yeah so if you remember like 4 years back we were discussing about this problem and then we were jamming together and creating mm-hmm. certain set of use cases right, and right. so and i don't know whether you remember why we stopped it so i had an interesting discussion with a guy who was working as a professor in a, a professor in a medical college in bangalore so he simply asked me three four basic questions so something like if i am running in a hospital forget about the leave out the parts which are like appointments and billing part of it and i have absolutely no interest to invest money on taking care of providing a healthcare record which is like transferable between correct yeah. different vendors yeah government is not asking government is not giving me any regulation and there is no insurance providers are not giving me any incentive on that so even you create a platform today by yourself and it is extremely simple you can just pull out a couple of stacks uh, and then you can just build that uh, software but 
you will again create another silo with a bunch of customers sitting in there where you will also be creating a system where you will build a proprietary code around the standard protocol which is there which will allow you to take the data out but there is nobody there on the other side to get it for you and also i think they had a pretty rough start i i i think so right because uh, even fitbit uh, and other related companies like jabon who are making fitness trackers uh. they kind of were not that keen on integrating their product on the healthcare and then they are kind of refusing and there was also a story that apple pulled their products out of their apple stores uh, and i don't know what's what's the latest update there but i think it is it didn't really really didn't have a good positive start okay so, so when even a fitness tracker kind of companies is hesitant to integrate and give their data from what they are capturing from their products mm-hmm. how would they expect large hospitals and other clinics to come on board into this uh, it, it's a, it's a tough journey actually right right absolutely so i don't know about that issue as in as in but i will come to the we, we can more discuss in terms of like how all these trackers and then the vitals guys are going to integrate with health kit and i was mm. so we'll just come to that but the 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 scenario in which if you look at it ehr is basically today is that where there's absolutely no interest from the provider as well as the vendors who are there in the market uh, who to exchange this data both the consumers and the doctors are like very much in need for this data to move between different hospitals or from from one city to other city and so forth. so uh, so okay so keeping that in mind if we uh, if we go about say like how uh, so again going back to your original question in terms of why google and microsoft failed and where apple could probably uh, move so ahead and create some kind of awareness is something something could be because around 2006 when apple released uh, iphone platform uh, it became super hit bit among the doctors and then healthcare providers so the first guys who adopted iphone in in the into the their daily life are healthcare professionals and apple being apple watching the market continuously and then seeing how the ecosystem is evolving and then how people are using the device so they have been paying very close attention in terms of how what various ways people are using device so you you have been seeing an explosion of accessories in the, around apple ecosystem which could be like something like uh, glucose monitors or bp monitors mm. or like activity trackers and all this so bef- so since the ehr is like literally impossible for any company to build a standard and move and nobody is interested so apple what is trying to do basically is create a platform where all these accessories who are building independent hardware can push this into their at uh, their platform so that they will be able to focus and more share that with across various healthcare providers so this is not going to solve any problem in the healthcare as in but it is going to it is going to help the consumers to track their vitals and okay. the other thing it is going to importantly help is basically when you walk into in a hospital today uh yeah so the other thing is going to help you today is that when you walk into a hospital today uh, and and if the patient is really unconscious or something like that there has to be somebody who's with the patient has to basically deliver or inform the hospital or the the person who's so attending the whole, the emergency yeah room. they have this emergency card which is set off integrated onto the uh, like the lock screen right so when they click on emergency you also get yeah yeah that that's pretty interesting so I, I, the, the basically what apple is trying to do here is let they cannot really mobilize the healthcare the providers or vendors or insurance so what they are trying to do is basically create a platform for all the accessory pro, accessory uh, manufacturers in the ecosystem so that they will be able to push in those content back into the platform and as a consumer you still have a no option to basically when you move out of apple ecosystem you cannot take the data out mm. but as a consumer you still have a place where you can continue to track various vitals in the in the system okay as well in the case of emergency you create a medical id and then which will have like set of uh, basic vitals about yourself you go to a hospital or any other place you should be able to share that very quickly okay yeah so from a nasdq aspect uh, what is that apple offers uh, for any let's say 
fitness band manufacturers or many of these hospital chains how would they integrate the data okay so i don't think apple is trying to go out of their way to build a web service very uh, friendly way or something like that what i see is that i repeatedly see apple is thinking about web services in a slightly different way than the rest of the industry where they want to see for us who are the tech enthusiast we look at web services as something like an interface where you have go to where you you have set of standards defined where you will take the data in and out and stuff like that uh, but where i think where apple is trying to build something which is like uh, completely hidden from your face uh, i don't think that you have any ability to push the data into health kit right now uh meaning from any third party systems apart from accessories okay but yeah maybe so in right india now we what do you have really, uh, yeah. seen that but in us they launched one some partnership with mayo clinic and correct so that is the way to extract the data so okay. mayo clinic cannot push any data into oh okay okay so what do you have is like you have you buy an ios device buy set of accessories you can be able to track all the vitals and push it into the right into the health app which is on your device Correct. and then you have an as web service which will be able to pull that out from the apple infrastructure to the hospitals so there again what they are trying to do is instead of building something like on the standards and moving around on the healthcare excellence standards and stuff like that they are trying to drive their own thing where if the hospital is interested in this kind of data they just go ahead and mm-hmm. then build it and again that the hospital has to have some some kind of system on their side which basically pulls this data and then start working on that their side okay so what you have right now is like extremely extremely thin layer uh, where if you have so it is of, primarily what you are saying is for device manufacturers to integrate this ability into their products right like a fitness tracker or whatever correct so if you are a tracker or any other accessory developer you don't need to build your own cloud and you don't need something like if you are building a glucometer or something which tracks the glucose level in your blood blood or something like that so you don't need to build your own cloud which basically takes all this data and stuff like that so instead of doing all that you you build that build that accessory and push the data to the ios right. platform yeah so personally if you look at me i use uh, i mean using fitbit i mean we we talked about in the previous episodes and uh-huh. I mean, now i am tracking some of it in 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 pebble so i think where my problem was actually when i moved from fitbit to pebble okay right i lost all the history of data the basically the steps and uh-huh. all the sleep and other data what i had in fitbit because i thought now i probably wear only pebble and i don't need to wear another device uh-huh. uh, so that seamless transformation if it if this helps where all my data what is what are captured in fitbit is intact and then now it will add on data from pebble as well that is where i see a big 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 advantage that, but that. i don't see it's there today because fitbit doesn't integrate uh, even jawbone and other companies don't really integrate with see, that, so. that again you have to go back to the same question there is absolutely no nobody in the system is really interested on that side to give that portability actually right yeah the hospital is not bothered vendors are not bothered and i don't think if both the parties are in that kind of state any platform provider will not be able to do anything to see. i think the fundamental fear i see in these companies is they fear that if that happens uh, people will leave the ecosystem right correct it, that is actually the problem so today if it be don't want to lose their user base when they move from that platform to another platform let's say job owner they don't want to lose their customer base and carry all this data with them that is primarily one of the reason why these companies but fitbit would be a wrong business. example because you would be able to get an extract from fitbit the problem would be even if i data proprietary metadata structure from fitbit that is not going to match anywhere to for me to import it mm. so if i go to new system then i cannot so i have to do some kind of a parsing and build a custom logic to take the mapping from fitbit data to the newer system i am passing it Right. so when you don't resolve this in place absolutely even if they give you a provision to take it out and put it back it's not going to work as it is okay yeah. so 
have you tried any samples in the sense uh, i know i i basically created the emergency card and left it there okay so i've yeah. been using it for for two days now so all my fitbit data has been getting pushed to healthcare so how do you do that i, I thought so there is a separate application called solver ah so solver basically maps the fitbit proprietary fields to ios fields. so that's an solver is an app you so solver is an app where you periodically synchronize that hmm Uh, which takes a fitbit data to the health kit actually oh okay that's nice yeah so so, so again the, the problem yeah. is something like so your iphone also continue to track certain amount of mm-hmm. steps and stuff like that. so it becomes repetitive and stuff like that. so you have to turn off some things what you are doing right, in fitbit yeah. I, i i saw that problem especially when i mean i, I don't have a device which which does that motion co processor and all that but right. i think you have iphone 6 and uh, it does it does step counting itself and you end up in duplicate steps where your fitbit also tracking and this also tracking so. so so the platform is not in such a vanilla state where anyone can go you need to understand the nitty gritties in terms of you are using multiple accessories in the ecosystem you need to figure out what is the purpose of which you are using it for one item and then where you just basically enable them disable them or is there any third party guys who are able to push that content back into these platforms and stuff right. like that so yeah. it is not something like extremely simple as i as think it looks like in the whole thing gets interesting when apple watch comes and uh, they are going to have a lot of fitness tracking abilities built into the watch uh then i think probably this platform would be more meaningful if watch adoption really increases right no the, the, it's it's not about that say if you are a diabetic guy or if you are a hypertension guy for you watch is not yeah. going to help but omniwear or something is going to really help you give, give those meters and stuff like that to track the problem is you can track them nicely you have a nice dashboard which is coming in it shows a day view month view year view and stuff like that so all the data is nicely sitting there and if your hospital supports it they can go pull it no that, that's actually a big deal i remember uh, especially in my case where my wife is diabetic and uh, she we is tracking uh, those uh, diabetic i mean sugar level yeah. and all across the day right it is very important and if somebody can tap in into that segment in those verticals let's say diabetic management as one vertical uh-huh. where those apps can leverage the data what is sitting in your healthcare and then if they can create a sort of a network between the doctor and your patient correct especially for because most of the diabetic doctors look only the readings and then all they do is basically look at the readings over a period of time and then adjust yeah. your insulin intake right correct yeah so those can sort of use cases have to really come yeah. for this whole initiative to really kick start somewhere correct so th- right now what apple is trying to do is that basically just build all the accessory guys into one platform so instead of they just develop their own home grown cloud so it's all goes there and then so you should be able to pick them up if something like lambda amazon lambda what if apple can do then they can basically do something like an event based system with the hospital so the the health kit web service could basically raise an alarm to a doctor uh, saying that okay now your patient is just whose whose blood pressure is slightly Correct. higher than the anticipated something like that. so all that can be interestingly built around that uh, but it's going to be a long way and then it's not going to really solve the ehr problem as in but it's going to be a great start for apple where google and microsoft so from, kind of from an sdk perspective again if i have to build let's say even take the diabetic scenario right uh-huh. So that SDKs are all today available. Yeah, it is so available. So if they want to just tap in only the the uh, sugar level readings, yes, and obviously it's going to ask the user permission. I understand, yeah. but at least that is possible today. Yes, yes. You so can. So I can build app to leverage the data. And leverage the data only coming from uh, yeah from from yeah. the healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. So that is possible. So. That's okay. pretty much possible. I think the accessories market play a big role. Exactly. I think uh, they have to get more and more accessories into this whole thing. Accessories and laboratories plays the biggest, going to be the biggest consumer. Yeah, but, but the only the the negative side I see the upstart what they got and the problems all these other Fitbit trackers and other health fit I mean health uh, tracking companies got into tussle with Apple. Mm-hmm. It's not really an 
a very positive start i i think that is like since we don't track health and i think the industry closely see with apple essentially is uh, they are not so good at those embracing other players into their ecosystem right they are always like it's like i mean they're they drive the rules basically but right? the problem is we are like push i mean all this ecosystem is pushing apple into become a service provider kind of company whether they succeed on that is like different but story, it, it requires a different mindset basically true very true i mean yeah. i mean with the extensions thing what they have opened up which is really really encouraging uh-huh. uh, by allowing third party keyboards and other things i think they have to be much more open and willing to bring in external players and external accessory makers into this whole game i, I think they're starting that you're seeing already in a tie up with ibm uh, which they're trying to roll out the other thing so yeah that's more on enterprise side correct so similar way they could probably do it but right. this is like completely in terms of product correct. in terms of the and this vertical focus if you look at it right now it's just basically just a big collector of data from all accessories yeah so maybe it's i want to compare now uh, you know google google also launched what they call google fit and now it's part of the android operating system right the story is pretty much the same right is that different uh, from it, google health yeah i don't know i mean uh, we have to see I mean, maybe they are trying a different route or because google health wasn't really successful they now they think maybe if they integrate into the mobile so ecosystem google health has been shut down actually yeah so so is it, or what santosh question is is like is fit essentially a rehash of what google health was google health was completely different it was basically trying to play a collaborator between healthcare providers actually the mm. it was trying to address the fundamental problem what these healthcare providers were struggling so if you are a multiple hospitals so Correct. as a consumer you go to google health and create one profile and all the hospitals will automatically provide push data about yourself into google mm. google health and then google health will okay. store and identify and retrieve that information for you actually so that is like pure health records perspective mm. but fit is more fit is like uh, the vital trackers uh, so like how well like an accessories thing yeah on a hundred wear side actually yeah yeah so that's where i have actually a question now see for me health kit is new thing okay uh, i'm a novice uh from that perspective right what can i expect like what uh, what is in it for me so at this point in time right as well, let's say i am new to all this so let's say i have iphone right okay what can i expect what can i do uh, and uh, what about my data i'm little concerned let's say about where my data gets stored and who and all it gets shared to okay so i mean what can i expect as a novice user in this area as a, as a end user what i see is that you will be having a centralized repository for you and your family it will be on apple cloud or yes on apple cloud okay where i have not seen any interface or a mechanism to extract data out of it on a standard or anything right now but the way right now it is like say if you have like three three member in your family and then each one have their own chronic uh, tracker which they need or something like that so all that data can nicely go and sit in the health kit you will be having an, depending on the choice of the accessory product which they are using to monitor their hypertension or glucose level or or the daily activity or something based on the category of data all that goes into the health kit in the dashboard hmm. so for you and your family you will be able to see all all the data flowing in from one place right and if there are applications which they start evolving based on health kit they will be able to take this data out and build logical relationships on top of that right. and give you more meaningful information in terms of what drugs you are taking in uh, what impact again that when you are not taking a particular dosage is your sugar levels spiking up hmm. so wherein that app doesn't do anything so it basically takes the health kit data and it knows what drugs you are taking in and make sense out of it and so the ecosystem will slowly evolve on that but right now what you have is that you have an ability to track all the vitals in apple platform actually right so i don't need uh, any doctors let's say i go and consult a doctor on something so uh-huh. that data what doctor doctor prescribed that doesn't go into the yes exactly it's, no it's nothing it doesn't to do with that yeah so whichever doctor you consult what prescriptions he gives you appointments you take mm-hmm. nothing goes into health kit 
the only thing is the vitals goes into the health you can go right. to the doctor and show him say okay no okay, i have i am not slept right. slept for a week i've been sleeping only 2 hours or something like that right so can you just do something for me right. i think the power uh, santosh is actually in those apps i mean as i mentioned on those vertical apps what may come in future leveraging this data and building those insights into your into your health, right. right it it could be even hospitals who do that app based yeah. on meshing up their data on top of your right. your trackers or vitals right or it could be even some third party guys who are doing it right but, we, but again on the we are looking at something like an industry where we are not going to have a standard who exchange between these two so the industry is going to go like this and we will build mm-hmm. subsystems on top of the top of it top of it for several years actually and again i think uh, uh, the the whole thing is um the uh the hospital systems for example right they are not really still on mobile yet. so most of it is actually is, is going to be uh they are going to be a best apps or desktop based apps so how is this going to play in so they have to move on to mobile ecosystem right so the the hospitals will basically they will pull the data from ios okay so they they could probably just display the data in whichever fashion they want to do it mobile or web or anything okay so they will basically interface with the webkit for a particular patient they will be able to pull the data out of it all your vitals whatever you are sharing based on your permission and stuff like that so okay so but they they still have to build those mobile apps correct yeah yeah it it either the hospital healthcare providers are do or the systems which the healthcare guys are using like something like epic or all scripts or something like they will build you build that for the hospitals basically mm. okay another question i have is uh, um let's say i have data let's say i go to doctor i get the prescriptions let's say i get uh, reports uh, x ray or mri kind of right. reports lot of document medical document correct can i aggregate all that on apple platform no right. you cannot right now i cannot yeah the health health kit doesn't do anything on that so okay so you don't know whether it's going to come there in the future but that was the whole idea what the the maxord health or google health google health yeah, yeah. that time over so, so the, those are the same but they fundamentally they don't work because of this reason right you will again manage them as a document in google health because there is no way where you can build any useful useful data on a report or anything it's just just scanned copies of bulk of bulk of documents are going to be there mm-hmm. it is acts equivalent as like you carrying in a but, but do, you, do you think they will get into that in in terms of yeah having hospitals also contribute data back in who apple yes yeah i don't know that nobody okay. knows <laughs> but the problem there is i see is where the other big file fellows failed and then they couldn't mobilize this because two hospitals are not interested to talk on a same Correct. language yeah, yeah. so yeah okay that's so, where a user can drive that as a user i take care right, of my yeah. checker the problem is user doesn't have power in this i cannot go back to my hospital and command that saying i want to have this portability give me in a portable way and because you don't you are you don't have that kind of power either the government or insurance company can go about command that to the hospital saying then you better get the data portable across vendors or you you will get out of the business kind of a thing no as a consumer we are as a victim there rather than as a no M- i get all my reports from doctor right. from all the reports maybe some of them are handwritten maybe that have to be converted to that has to be digitized right. and there are x rays there are uh, uh, different reports right Uh, so that i'll upload uh, okay. and See, that, uh, that 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 is essentially what the microsoft and google has and microsoft it doesn't help you yeah. anything apart from just having it as a storage it doesn't help you in any way say for example you you have uploaded all that to the google health or microsoft vault health vault or something they had uh, say you are like extremely sick right now you're in the you're in Mm. you're in a stretcher and you've been moved from one hospital to other how will you provide this data to the hospital right that's where let's say i have an option let's say i have an um, app where i can actually just uh, correct for send some it, send all that uh, as a pdf to a doctor 
Uh, I'll take doctor's email address and send it as PDF to him. You are in a stretcher. How will you do all this? Actually, you are <laughs> yeah, in a I stretcher. Mean, that's a very uh, critical uh, situation. But let's say I'll ask uh, someone who is next to me to do that. So th- it is not much of a difference for a doctor to parse a printed out report between a soft copy, right? Right. But I think the biggest problem, uh, as uh, Sabu mentioned before, we we discussed about this. I think one of the biggest hindrance to for that to happen is essentially. as an individual i don't have any motivation to actually go and digitize all that record myself and upload onto a platform one is digitizing mm-hmm. say for is, example you're going for one particular test in two two different laboratories the yeah. the values they the kind of names they give for a particular vital itself is different you won't know what is this lbr 20 is equivalent to that previous one So until unless they have the standards in terms of the elements there and then stuff like that, so where you cannot do it by yourself, it has to be done by the hospitals, where you are able to push and pull between two vendors, two healthcare providers, and automatically they understand and talk to each other. What does my proprietary elements match to his proprietary elements and stuff? Yeah, like I think uh, there are two ways. For you can digitize it, but the problem is you don't digitize. You just right. safely keeping them in a digitized format. You don't utilize them actually. Yeah, I mean, personally, if you ask me, even I have not really digitized all my whatever tests and other reports. I would have loved to, but it is too much of work to actually go and scan them. You when you scan them, it is absolutely no use, zero right. use. So you have to send it to somebody in a mail, and he has to sit and parse that. It is as equivalent as parsing in a printed out document. Yeah. So it's actually sometimes easier to parse a printed out document. So two ways I see where this actually can pick up adoption. Uh, not only globally even in india it is one is government um, sort of prescribing a regulation for hospitals to do this right yeah. as a digital records management standard something comes up uh, the other thing is actually insurance companies can play a big role yeah. and but i think insurance uh, medical insurance in india itself is in a very nascent stage because not everybody is covered by an insurance but it's probably doable in us correct So the, these are the only two ways where, let's say, medical insurance companies say, "I only look at your data only if it is available in this standard, right?" That I, I am not going to look at your physical reports. So yeah, but the interesting thing I don't know whether you watched a couple of days back. back there is an insurance company in New York released a tracker. Hmm. So the idea there is, if you use that activity tracker and you track your daily activity, as you are active, your premium goes down. <laughs> so if you're like like a Fitbit, you buy the tracker from the insurance provider. So you, he just continuously monitor your activity. So this right. year, like you are continuously active on this period, I will reduce your premium by X amount. That's a great case. Yeah. So if if you have, you will start the more and more data points start coming in. People will start building interesting business models around that. So forget about EHR issues and stuff like that. So you have a platform where it just tracks all this data, and there are some third-party innovative companies are going to build interesting products around that. Um, I okay, but I think the fitness trackers itself is pretty nascent in India today, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, none of these companies like Fitbit or Jawbone or any of these companies actually sell directly in India. Um, so the fitness tracker market itself has to really pick up. for such sort of an adoption to happen actually okay yeah so yeah so let's not move away from health care right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anything else you want to add on health kit uh, at this point i only see as a good start but it's not going to be a solution for any problem in uh, but do you like their app or their release and the health kit i i found it little very very basic That's true. I, it is. Uh, I mean, when you compare with Apple standard, it is yeah, not really I mean, the interface I mean, is not. I mean, leave Apple standard. Yeah. Looking at App Store standard, <laughs> there are a lot of third-party companies creating really awesome cool apps. But Healthcare App, I launched and I, I used it for a couple of days. It was pretty, pretty basic. It was like as though like I was one-on-one sort of programming thing. <laughs> yeah, I think probably it is a one-one-zero for the team actually. So yeah, so I am sure they could have done. even better job at it actually it is it, i mean even from a user interface aspect or usability aspect it is still not quite there i mean at least for me yeah i yeah, totally agree no doubt about that and probably they could have created i don't know they they are thinking about uh, some sort of uh, 
sensor integration onto that so rather than integrating this only with an emergency dialer mm-hmm. can they think of something like say if i fall down and then the phone can automatically detect it and show uh, this health information right on the home screen right uh, not on the home Because screen i don't know but he has not i don't know how many people let's say a guy who is not using an iphone who doesn't know all these emergency features i mean, I mean emergency in india is again it's not even there right <laughs> emergency is only there in us for 911 basically there is no such system in india correct so nobody is going to click the emergency and see the health data so it would rather been useful i fall down and then automatically based on the accelerometer or whatever sensor whether it can automatically detect okay this guy has fallen down and then it automatically picks up and shows the health card right on the home screen uh, those are some I, i thought they could have done such little nicer integration they left it so basic i feel they probably wanted to try and see how where this goes yeah and be just as a aggregator of the data and see what interesting things comes up correct exactly so i think they just wanted to test the waters as you said like give something to the accessory providers where they just start pumping in the data into the system and right. see how it goes actually yeah so if there is nothing else on healthcare that's uh, pretty much what you want to talk on healthcare okay. and we can move on to the news so i probably want to start with the android uh, studio 1.0 launch uh, on google did recently mm-hmm. it has it was in beta for quite a while now it was little unstable and i know santosh you are a very early um, adopter of android yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah. you are also you also participated in the original google developer challenge and all that yes and uh, to me i think the, the the entire eclipse tool set is kind of getting bulky it is aged um, so i i felt i think it wasn't a very great experience developing in eclipse anymore Uh, right. it was getting more and more painful in the sense uh, especially with the simulator launches and all that it used to take a lot of time to even launch a simulator instance for you to test some maps the, the whole eclipse tools it itself has become so buggy and right. so memory hog actually so that's when i think uh, the whole story behind android studios they probably realized that they want to choose a completely different tool set um they went and I think it's IntelliJ. Yeah, IntelliJ uh, was an ID which was it was not a free ID by the way. It was it was paid. It was commercial um, ID what was used for many purposes for Java developers and others. So these guys built their entire Android Studio tools in around that. I mean, did you get a chance to play around with that? Uh, what what's what's your I mean, what's yeah, your experience with Eclipse? So I actually am biased towards Eclipse. I don't know you would Uh, want to call it bias but because i like eclipse uh, i actually was not uh, happy when google moved away from eclipse so if you see their initial versions were uh, pretty bad so now the stable version which they have released have not uh, tried it yeah so but uh, i'm personally biased and i'm uh, uh, kind of not sure whether i'm going to use uh, intellij based android studio probably I would uh, continue to use eclipse Uh, that we don't know how long they are going to support that right yeah. right but yeah i'm going to evaluate that and see how uh, did google go intelligence we don't know i don't know the the, the deals on that but but, but uh, i think that tool set is very important aspect in mobile development but today, i believe right? uh, eclipse can be optimized to do a good job uh, it's like it's yeah. highly plugin based architecture so no but, but they are pretty, pretty much comparing themselves with Xcode sort of tools that which is really really great mm-hmm. uh, and even Visual Studio uh, for that matter of Windows Phone they have really great tool sets. Right. So Google was actually kind of specialized to sort of create that nice development environment for Android development, right? That probably forced them to relook at their whole tooling strategy actually. So Yeah, possible. At Eclipse in some cases actually as I said it uh, actually sometimes So memory hog, I mean memory hog, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah i think we should wait and watch i'm uh, i'm going to try this and see so i tried for uh, maybe for a day the, the the new studio it it seems to be more stable now um, and and not, then uh, there are really great things i liked about it especially the real time 
viewer kind of a thing like when oh. edit the user interface automatically displays the kind of a preview oh that was nice that was really nice because if you look at what eclipse was providing before you have to literally edit some for example even a small label you edit you have to relaunch the yes. old emulator which used to take for a, a, i mean ages right. to i mean you, to display the new changes right so those are some nice improvements they have done on android studio actually right um, and, and also about the the, the whole aspect of internationalization for example you, you have multiple languages and you change the label and normally you get a real right. preview of that basically i don't have to kill the uh, emulator right. yeah. so once so i launch it it's, yeah. it's, it's a sort but of actually i tried to do similar thing uh, once i launch the emulator i used to deploy redeploy the app and all but again uh, the experience uh, experience was not that great yeah but i i, I think uh, i feel android studio the intellij base is probably the future what google is trying to push developers to and i think it's time uh, all the clips lovers actually look at this and i feel is quite a refreshing thing um, and i felt android studio was much better performing okay um, comparing eclipse um, i tried both on windows as well as on mac it was uh, i mean pretty flow i mean the the performance was really good yeah let me try that because last time i tried and it was like uh, very disappointing so then i have given up uh, that's true yeah there some of the early betas were really off very bad i mean very bad okay so uh, so we want to talk about the the, uh, the india india story yeah what okay. the smartphone story <laughs> so i had come across this sony ericsson had done an interesting survey in india in terms of like uh what various reasons why people buy smartphones in india and then how they use it so there are some interesting <laughs> stats is that 40% of the people buy smartphone because of whatsapp <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> so i mean not I, I, not only whatsapp it is only the the social chat so yeah. it could be facebook or anything mm-hmm. so so the 40% of people get triggered to buy a smartphone is it's interesting see the social media apps which is driving the growth and the other interesting fact i read there around is that the 63% of the users from the previous year moved to a dot data plan ah so yeah. there were a lot of people who were buying smartphones but they never activated any data plan for a while right and last year you saw a progress of 63% of the users like say 100 people buy smartphone 63% of the people were ah, like activating yeah. a data plan so that's because of whatsapp and no, that i don't know whatever reason so <laughs> maybe i think uh, yeah it's doing because it. of whatsapp because uh, they go with the basic uh, 2g 800 rupees plan on airtel uh, okay. and uh, they get started so they say okay i don't have to do sms and it's yeah i mean yeah this avoiding the sms thing and getting on whatsapp is probably a biggest biggest uh, uh, push especially if i look at the teen segment i mean the kids going to college right what they were primarily using was all sms there was so much on sms they used to buy those sms packs now that whatsapp is coming and replacing that they are all getting onto this data plan because for that 100 rupees whatever it is they are now able to literally replace this sms and get onto whatsapp right and everybody is on whatsapp yeah okay and so I the mean, other i mean i know so you you personally <laughs> had whatsapp i used to because i i felt it was little too it probably didn't have any privacy related features but it is actually the your family and friends force <laughs> force you into this I mean that's what happened to me so the another interesting stat on that um, report is 24% of the businesses use whatsapp ah that's oh, interesting um, yeah so for, for what for what for promotions marketing okay. selling ah. delivery hmm so it so it's like becoming a kind of a platform for small vendors to connect with their customers directly via whatsapp ah okay so uh, the thing there is uh, the high end smartphone users are using whatsapp in a way to get services done mm. out of whatsapp and there are people who use it as a you know, social interaction to do it to share mm-hmm. media and stuff like that. so this is an interesting study by sony ericsson did it in india so i thought okay just go ahead and share that with you yeah that's interesting 
So, uh, what's what's the story on the Bangalore One um, mobile initiative? I mean, for for folks who are listening who don't know what Bangalore One is, Bangalore One is essentially that sort of a hub. Uh, it's the it's probably the Karnataka government's initiative. Yeah. For actually doing all uh, billing and other government-related services in one single umbrella, right? So they have so many kiosks set up across the city where you can pay your best com bills, you can pay your water bills, and all that. Right? And it's twenty-four bar seven. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and also it is a nice setup. I, I have used a couple of times. They also have a site. Uh-huh. So what is mobile story there? They so it's like same like you the whatever you want to do it via web can be done via mobile okay so i'm just eagerly waiting karnataka one setting up in whatsapp <laughs> <laughs> to do what <laughs> no i'm just joking so bangalore I mean, only nice basic- if i get my if if i get my electric bill in also, whatsapp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i can click that click that whatsapp message and it launches in bangalore one app I don't think WhatsApp is going to kind of uh, get into that kind of integration. Yeah, true. But you never know. I mean, if you look at the way people are using groups in WhatsApp, you'll be amazed. The the kind of stuff they do on groups on WhatsApp is just is phenomenal actually. Especially apartment communities I have seen. They use WhatsApp for everything. Uh, in, I mean, to manage the whole apartment community communication, they are doing in WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you never know what it is. So, so Bangalore one is essentially basically what I read is that at least there's 4,500 service providers across Karnataka, mm-hmm. which are like B2C, B2B signed up with Bangalore one. That so, was already there. Right? Yeah, I, I think so. It's like so that there was there was something called a uh, Mahanagar Palike one or something initiative was there. So what this essentially does is they've got an iOS and Android app where you will be able to go and browse all the list of services available there, uh, which could be including paying your electricity, utility bills or property tax or water bills or like we want to question uh, in terms of PNR or the auto fire between between your house and next route or something like that. And also you had some other options like you know, emergency contact with the phone numbers for police and you know, fire, all that kind of thing. So they're just trying to roll out something like people who use mobile as their primary computer uh, to do their basic day-to-day activities, wherein they don't buy a desktop or anything where you should be able to just buy a smartphone, you should be able to do all the things from there. They're trying to address that, that, that segment. So, I see the two initiatives. One, the central government has rolled out something like in a mobile seva or something, which is from the Modi Sarkar. Okay. And there is one from Karnataka, which is <laughs> mobile. And so, this, I think they are trying to address like something like a passport and other yeah. other services which are rolled out from the, uh, from the, from the, from the Delhi and then all the Karnataka services getting rolled out from, getting wrapped into. Correct. Into mobile one. Bangalore one is available on Android, iOS and other utility phones? Or? Other phone, I don't know. Android and iOS is definitely there. Okay. Windows mobile, I don't know actually. So we have to see. What about uh, utility phones? They can't. I mean, no, it, these are like example, smartphones. Nokia apps. No, no. You, you need to have a data connection and smartphone as well. Hmm. Not on a Series 60 or Series 40 Nokia devices. Right. I don't know if they are still around actually. They are there. They so. are there actually. <laughs> and they are they have apps, but yeah. The question is whether are them. people actively using it, like Sony Ericsson, Nokia has right, to do yeah. in uh, yeah. another survey. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just to continue that, since probably this is the last show we'll do in this 2014, and we're going to. Yeah. Uh, we, we're going to go couple of more shows in 2014. Uh, 2014, probably if not 2015. But so I just want to bring up this these uh, trends in I mean the top app trends in 2014 okay especially from India and uh, for people who don't know this service called Distimo so Distimo is actually a, a cloud based service uh, which actually tracks all these trends across, across the app store platform, across app store basically yeah. so across Google Play Store Blackberry World Apple Nokia Samsung all that Essentially, saying in by country is what are the popular apps, right? 
So there is no surprise here. Actually. It's it's WhatsApp. <laughs> across Google, across Apple, Apple, the top uh, from an India perspective, the top app is WhatsApp. But apart from Messenger, social, what what is is there any? Yeah, there is one what one in, one interesting app I came across, which is called IXIGO, Exico. Ah, that's a travel yeah Correct. travel app. So, but the best part is I got to know about the app from Sundar Pichai's interview. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I live in India. I don't know about this app, uh, but no, they used to do ad on TVs. Okay, I've never watched it actually because yes. their essential USB what they were at least uh, selling on TV is when you go on a tour, oh. right, on a holiday, you book end to end. No, that is one. You oh. go to a place where sometimes some like real attraction in that city or place uh-huh. it's not open on certain days okay right? so these guys were actually capturing all the intelligence okay. so they were actually saying taj mahal is not open on one day particular day right so it's actually they, interesting happens that is important because you yeah. go all the way up to agra and you can't watch but you end up on a wrong day and see okay Correct. I mean, the, the, the local intelligence you know, is really nice. Yeah, so that was what they were selling. I don't and know. I don't know how. As far as I know, apart from IRCTC, you cannot book train ticket anywhere. But yeah. this guy is able to do it. No, I think Clear Trip. Uh, if I'm not wrong, they do it. Uh, yeah, they were trying to integrate with IRCTC actually. So it's so I when Sundar Pichai was in India. So no, but we just, don't want to bitch about IRCTC. It is such an awful site. <laughs> I today tried to check some train available timing. It was so awful. Actually. Okay, it is really really awful. Whoever has built that actually really need to be ashamed. Actually. I mean, I know every other forum in India. <laughs> wherever you go on our forums people bitch about it but they still don't do anything about it actually I mean they should probably just shut down and say we just give the web services and you build the apps that's probably the right way to do it I feel so actually okay so in the travel that is the only one interesting thing I got to know about it so on the entertainment I saw like mm. Hangama Ghana Ghana is yeah and Book Mojo so. Ghana is a streaming yeah. anything on games service. Games, uh, uh, Candy Crush is big. Still, yeah, okay. Teen Putty. I don't know. Candy Crush was big. It's uh, an Indian poker. Five million plus download. Wow. Subway Surfers. Uh, maybe a few other apps. So, so Doom Temple Three. Run, yeah, uh-huh. Doom Three, Car Run, and then Teen Putty. Hmm. Uh, fun ways to think. I don't. I've never played any of these games. Actually. Even Candy Crush, I haven't played. Yeah. Maybe a <laughs> and Zomato is other popular service in yeah. India. I guess. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. This is what I saw like as a big. I mean, like, apart from WhatsApp and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. they will always remain on top. So, like, so. surprisingly, none of the Google apps on the top. Place? No, no, no. So Google apps are not considered. Looked, yeah, looked at. Yeah, because, because they are like bundled with the device. Actually. Kind of de facto. Yeah, correct. So those either Google or Apple apps are not mm. looked at. There. OLX is there. Yeah. So people want to sell a lot of their second-hand stuff. Yeah. So the hike is also gaining a lot of mind. I don't know whether if Airtel is bundling all hike with the. They are because Airtel is one of the probably the biggest investor in. I mean, we are wrong, but I, I, I think it's probably their own product. Actually. Their own product, or they will, they have spinned off a separate company to do this. Okay. So hike is essentially a competitor for WhatsApp. Okay. Uh, but apart from what, I mean, what WhatsApp offers, Hike also offers. But um, what they additionally offer is obviously those SMS packs, I believe. Okay. So they give uh, SMS packs, is like 100 SMS and all that. So if you are not on a data connection, right, you can also, some of your messages can go on SMS as well. So that, that's okay. what additionally Hike offers. Okay. So, that, so that, other interesting app I saw which I have never used is uh, something I don't know what it do also. It's called uh, Chaitimiti. C H A I T I M I T Y. It has got about two million downloads. Wow, I never heard of that. What is what is Chaitimiti? Chaitimiti. Some kids uh, app? No, it says it's a social chat room. I don't know <laughs> what it does actually. Mm. Teenage. Uh, uh, 
chat room. I don't know what it is. It says best chat room app for friends, new friends, and you can chat anonymously with uh, people across the globe without your identity and stuff like that. And this has got like an amazing amount of download in India actually. I don't know what uh, they do actually. Hmm. So that's on the apps. Uh, yeah. So twenty fourteen yeah. tops. Actually. Yeah. I mean, you uh, you can we'll put those links on the show notes. Uh, you can obviously go to those um, links and then you can explore yourself. Totally. Probably you you would discover some apps there yeah. which you are not. So these are really the the ones which we are looking at is basically based on the Google's Android is the biggest market share in India. So we are looking at only something like what is the top downloads from Android Play Store. Yeah, so uh, the last one which I have is on the OnePlus One sales ban now, right? Yeah. Um, I know Santosh you bought three <laughs> recently a OnePlus One device. I bought it, but I didn't know it's banned. I mean, today I, somebody was telling, Murli was saying it's banned. Yeah. So the thing is, the story here is. Uh, you you i think we we discussed about uh, last week yeah. Xiaomi's problem with especially with Ericsson patterns and and the and the court rule that Xiaomi has to stop sales and they they did actually just you can't buy a Xiaomi mobile phone they stop now yeah they have stopped so you can't buy any of their Redmi devices in uh, from Flipkart it just it just they ordered to stop oh, so they have to settle the whole thing with with Ericsson so it's, it's part of a pattern infringement problem they have. Uh, but interestingly, what happened, I think we discussed in the previous episode is Micromax went and tied up with CyanogenMod. So CyanogenMod is the primary sort of a ROM. It's not really an operating system. It's a ROM, um, which is what OnePlus One devices use. Right? And uh, Micromax has signed an exclusive deal with Cyanogen that Cyanogen uh, will give uh, that mod only for Micromax manufactured devices. So one, since OnePlus One is using Cyanogen mod, they have just gone and said like they shouldn't uh, be selling that in India because of the exclusivity what Micromax has. <laughs> so I think uh, this aspect TechCrunch, uh, what they say is actually uh, looks like OnePlus One um, has confirmed that they are going they are going to stop. Selling um, in India, in India, so their existing inventory they no, will no, sell. They're not stopping. Basically, what they're doing is that they will sell with Cyanogen mod, and then set up kiosks to update it to no, no, one plus one form. That is what was there, but now I think today, as per today, what I mean, I'm quoting TechCrunch here. Okay, they have said like pretty much whatever their existing inventory is there, they will sell it, uh-huh. and then they're going to stop after that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, they are now very aggressively working on their own ROM, correct? Uh, which is which they were originally planning to launch sometime next year, uh-huh. and they are going to really uh, accelerate that whole thing and probably try to one plus, yeah, one plus one. So, but then the whole differentiation goes for a toss, right? If if I'm buying one plus one, it's only the attraction for me is buying Cyanogen models. <laughs> It's that's true. OnePlus hardware and Cyanogen mod. Uh, yes, right. exactly. Yeah, so that essentially what Micromax got yes. into the whole thing, right? So yeah. actually, if you look at, uh, they are now uh, getting on an exclusive sort of a deal with Amazon. Uh-huh. Uh, Micromax U range devices. They are now actually trying to launch uh, exclusive on Amazon, right? So, and that's all going to be on Cyanogen mod based. So it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, the, the way this whole thing is, I mean, though India is not a huge smartphone market, but if you look at the recent IDC report, I think um, it is actually growing 82 sort of a percentage year on year. Uh, so it is literally a significant market, and that's why you see all this uh, lawsuits and other things to capture the majority of the market actually. Okay. So. So I personally I have played I think I I tried your device Santosh it was really a great awesome hardware um, yes yeah, definitely OnePlus One is a great device no doubt about it even I agree when I got it I was little hesitant because of the size uh, and once I started customizing it it has uh, great uh, uh, configurability 
so you can uh, and uh, the OnePlus guys have actually stood uh, uh, to I mean they have kept uh, they have been very devotional to Android so they have whatever customization have they have done roll on top of Android so you can just uh, switch back to yeah. your basic Android mm-hmm. experience themes fonts um, everything and some of the configuration they have given are amazing so it's a terrific combination of software innovation and also the hardware uh, the terrific hardware like 64 GB of inbuilt memory 3G 3 gig of RAM and the whole experience is seamless and very elegant and very kind of perfect yeah. so when I started using it I started liking it actually Nice. Okay. So that's pretty much our wrap for this episode. Um, uh, you heard our first guest uh, Santosh today. He is going to be on in our future episodes as well. Doing the uh, the specials. Yeah, talking more about uh, the full stack development, and he is actually an expert in web and mobile development areas as well. So we will uh, listen from him more. Uh, so you can always uh, tune in to our podcast on cast.next20.co uh, you will see all the uh, show notes and other links what we discussed today um, so uh, please go to that site and you can uh, find more information there so with that I think we are wrapping up this episode um, talk to you soon yeah bye bye Sabu bye Santosh Mr. Guido is great. Great, yeah, bye. Yep, bye.